in order to be successful in anything that you're trying to do, you need to get started. Today we're going to talk about how do you get started on keto in a way that's going to pretty much guarantee your success. Hello everyone, welcome to Mind Blowing Health and Wellness with Violet. I'm Violet, I'm a psychologist. The reason I make these videos is to help people understand that your physical health and your mental health come together to create your overall sense of well-being. If you find these kind of videos helpful, please subscribe. Before we can start anything, we need to know what we're doing. When people talk to me about weight, which is often, um, the first thing I tell them is to do some research. And it's not just research into the diet that you want to do. You actually need to research what you have actually been doing for the last X amount of years. What do I mean by that? The first place that I point people when they're trying to understand why they weigh what they weigh is at solid information about what causes weight gain. Eating too many carbohydrates causes the body to store. That's the starting spot. Insulin, high, so high levels of insulin also cause the body to store. Another starting spot. Eating high carb plus high fat or high carb plus high protein causes the body to store. Again, when you look at those pieces of information, the first thing you need to do before you do anything else is look at what have I actually been doing? When you take a step back and look at your current diet, what you're going to find is that very likely you're eating very high carb and well beyond the numbers that it would take to fuel your body. We only need about 20 grams of carbs. And I say need 20 grams of carbs is more than enough carbohydrates in a day for people to be fueling their body in a way that allows them to eat food that also tastes really well. We can do it on zero carb though. I mean, that's just the truth. So when we talk about how many carbs are too much on some level, anything more than one could technically be called too many, but we're not going there today. We're talking about low carb. So truthfully, anything you're doing over 125 would be considered too much, like well too much. And if you're trying to live a ketogenic lifestyle, anything you're doing over 20 would be well too much. But keep in mind, we need zero. That's part one, asking people to take the time to really study how many carbs they're having on a daily basis. Now, when I ask people to do this, they usually come back with some number between 275 and 400. And 400 is a real number that I've gotten, like 405, 390, whatever. I've gotten that number from someone. Um, more likely it's around 300. And the thing is, is that we need to keep in mind, if my body actually technically needs zero carbs from the environment. So why do we need zero carb from the environment? Because we can create carbs. So if my body needs zero carbs from the environment and I'm eating 300 grams of carbs per day, this helps to explain why I'm gaining weight, but there's more to this. Okay. How much fat am I eating? Because I'm eating carbs. Well, when you eat carbohydrates, especially anything over 20 grams, your body is in a position where it's burning carbohydrates primarily for fuel because that's the safest thing for it to do. Since we don't need extraneous carbohydrates, if we are eating them, the first thing our body is going to try to do is neutralize the excess. That means any extra carbs are going to get stored away as fat. Any extra carbs are going to get stored away 
as glycogen and any extra carbs that can be used right away will be used right away. And why is this important for us to know? While my body is storing carbohydrates as fat, it will store any accompanying fat and protein along with it, right? While my body's in storage mode, it's in storage mode. And why is that? Well, basically there's too much energy. If my body has too much energy, it will put it away. So if I'm giving my body 300 grams of carbs per day, which is well more than it needs from carbohydrates, but I'm also giving my body another 100 grams of fat, which is another energy source, well, what's happening now? Well, I've got, and maybe, I, maybe I'm even only giving my body 50 grams of fat. It doesn't really matter how much fat I'm giving myself. It's another energy source as well as a macronutrient that we need to survive. So on some level, we, we have to eat fat. Again, don't need to eat carbs, but we have to eat fat. So my body will put away that excess energy at the same time as putting away the excess, because excess energy is still excess energy. So by taking this picture of what I'm doing right now, I know what my starting point is. This is the way of eating that has allowed me to gain weight over the years. And it might not have been a lot of weight. It might've been anything from half a pound to two pounds a year. But the thing is, is that if I gain half a pound to two pounds a year, and I'm now in my forties, consider, and then we're not going to count the years 20 and below. So we're just talking about that last 20 years. That's 40 pounds. Now, some people, especially if you're eating on the higher end of that carb number, maybe 325, 350, you're very likely gaining more than that. Actually, many people are gaining more than that. Some people are doing three, four, five pounds a year. Again, over 20 years, it really adds up. Understanding where I'm starting helps me to plan better for myself long-term. What's the next thing we need to learn? So now I have a picture of where I'm starting. I also need to have a picture of what I'm trying to accomplish. So let's talk about the ketogenic lifestyle because I feel like it's the best example that I can give. And it's the example that solves the carbohydrate problem. And I really feel that if you're trying to solve a problem, then going with the answer that actually solves the problem is the smartest way to go. So, and I'm gonna to explain to you why I say that. If I do a low carb lifestyle, which is totally possible, it's possible to be at a very healthy weight and low carb lifestyle. However, one thing I will point out is that in order for me to live a very healthy lifestyle on a low carb lifestyle, what that means is that I come into the story already at a good weight. I'm already in a position where my body is using the energy that is getting in a very efficient manner. I'm not having any signs of insulin resistance. I'm ha not having any signs of inflammation. My body is functioning really well at 120 grams of carbs or less per day. And so if I walk into the story with that type of health, but I want to make sure that I'm future-proofing myself, keeping my grams of carbs 120 or less is going to make sure that I'm future-proofing myself. But for everybody else, Everybody who's coming into this situation because you're trying to lose weight, because you already have signs of insulin resistance, or even worse, you might have some kind of metabolic issue like um, diabetes, like PCOS, like obesity, like heart disease, like Alzheimer's, like, okay, so my point is, if you already have some signs that metabolically you're not doing well, Doing a low carb lifestyle is not 
where you should be looking because you're already not doing well. So then what do we do? We're looking at a ketogenic lifestyle. Okay, so let's talk about that. Why is a ketogenic lifestyle going to solve what a low-carb lifestyle doesn't? It's got 20 grams of carbs, as we've been told over and over and over by Dr. Westman, that famous white coat video. When you eat 20 grams of carbs or less, most people will fall into a state where they are burning fat for fuel. This is most people. For those people who can eat 20 grams of carbs per day or less and still be burning carbohydrates, you need to go even lower, which means that's how much your insulin is not being regulated well by your body. That's how much the carbohydrates are actually affecting you. If you need to go down to 15, if you need to go down to 10, if you need to do carnivore, your body's already screaming to you, the amount of carbohydrates you're eating is hurting your body. Now, again, let's talk about why this is happening. When you eat 20 grams of carbs or less, so most of the population, your body switches over into a ketogenic state. This is a normal state that humans used to be in all the time. In this state, your body will take the energy that it receives, proteins and fats, and the very small amount of carbs that you're giving it, it will take that energy and it will use that energy to fuel itself. It will use that energy to build its body. And that energy is being is coming from the fat that you're eating because you're not eating that much carbs. The fat that you're eating is giving you energy and it's giving you those fatty acids that you cannot produce yourself, which is why it's so important. Allowing yourself to eat a proper diet that fuels your body efficiently and gets gives you all the energy that you so the energy that you need and those fatty acids that you need remember most of our body is made of some sort of membrane so some kind of cell membrane and cell membranes are made of fat so that's part one in order for me to do an appropriate diet i need to do the research about why the diet that i'm going to do will work so that's the diet part and where I'm starting from. Why is what I'm doing right now not working? If I don't know why it's not working, I'm not going to know what I'm trying to fix. And then you need to implement. Okay. This is, again, trickier than it sounds. You know, I, I will, it's amazing to me when I talk to people and they tell me, oh, I'm doing a ketogenic lifestyle and, you know, things are going well and I've lost weight, but now I'm stalled and da, da, da. And then when I start to talk to them about, you know, okay, what kind of things they're eating and what kind of um, schedule of food they're on. They So they said they're doing a ketogenic lifestyle, but then when they're talking about specifically what they're doing, it sounds like what they're actually doing is eating a lot of fat, but their understanding of what proteins do in the body is not there, so they're not at all focused on having the right amount of proteins. And they're not even necessarily choosing their protein source in a way that's beneficial to their body. So what I mean by that is we need to eat meat to get all of the amino acids that we need. We can get a good number of amino acids from plants, but we can't get them all. So one of the things that I'll see is that people are heavy on the plant and plant proteins. So they'll be doing things like shakes. They'll be doing things like 
replacement bars, etc., which are usually using plant-based proteins, and but then they're not feeling great and they don't understand or they're not losing well and they don't understand why this is not functioning for them. Again, we need to understand that our body, so being animals and being the kind of animal that needs to eat animals, then we need to eat animals. Now, I know that that doesn't seem like the popular thing to say. I know that that's not the politically correct thing to say, but it's the true thing to say. So many of us are putting our ideas about how the world's functioning before our personal health, or we're so focused on getting correct um, macronutrient percentages that we're not focused on where those proteins are coming from, where those fats are coming from. Eating a certain amount of fat isn't going to necessarily stop me from having inflammation if the fat source is man-made processed, so canola oil, vegetable oil, like these oils that need to be chemically extracted, they're still going to hurt my body compared to butter, compared to lard, compared to olive oil, coconut oil, which are naturally occurring oils. I trying to help you to understand that when you're doing your research, part of the research is learning what's a healthy protein source for a human? What's a healthy fat source for a human? And then using that information when you're choosing your foods for your meals so that you can create appropriate meals and create the best possible body that's gonna get you further into the future. The planning process, the planning stage of all of this is so important. You need to do your research so that you know what you're trying to accomplish. Now, there are so many people that talk about how long does it take to change a habit and how long does it take to, you know, be able to do something without having to think about it a lot. And honestly, yeah, there's a lot of information on that, but it's really going to depend on you. Here's the thing. How long have you been struggling with your weight? Because it's a habit for sure, but it's even more than a, ha a habit. It's a pain. It's frustration. It's guilt. It's sadness. It's feeling ostracized from the rest of society. Our weight affects some of us in such a negative way that when you talk about weight, even if you're trying to be positive, some of us feel attacked right away. Now, if you're one of those people that falls into this category, then the question you have to ask yourself is, is it possible that when I'm trying to manage my weight, is it possible that when I'm trying to do the things that are going to help me to be healthy, I might have some ideas in the back of my head that still push me towards trying to use food for things it's not meant to be used for, like self-soothing. Is it possible that I might resist eating a certain way in front of people because I'm afraid of being judged? Because again, if I've been belittled because of my size, if I've been attacked because of my size, then eating a little teeny tiny salad that's actually more harmful to me than eating a piece of ribeye is going to seem like the better thing to do because then people are going to say, oh, look, she's trying so hard. She's eating a little teeny salad. But the truth is, if all I have in there is salad, if there's no protein source, then what I'm really doing is I'm eating a good amount of carbs with a a dressing that probably has carbs in it because I'm going to go for that low-fat dressing, and but there's still some fat in there, and guess what's going to happen? I'm storing all of that. Am I really helping myself in that story? Not at all. 
but am I doing something to try to make you feel okay about what I'm doing? Yes, and how does that help me? It really doesn't. After doing all the research that you've done to understand why this diet works, we also need to be able to commit to doing the diet plan, right? This becomes your way of life. Regardless of who you're with, the meal is the meal. Because no matter who you're with, if it's poisonous to your body, it's poisonous to your body. I want us to start accepting the fact that whenever we eat carbohydrates, we're actually poisoning our body because we produce all the carbs that we need. So eating excess of carbohydrates is just polluting your body for no reason, causing inflammation, causing you, yourself to feel horrible. And especially if you're only doing it because you don't want other people to judge you. Are they around later on when you don't get out of your chair and your knees hurt? Are they around later on when you try to stretch for something on a high shelf and you can't raise your shoulder? You need to think about the things you're doing and how they affect you. If you're going to do a ketogenic lifestyle, the only way that this lifestyle will really help you is if you actually do it. The other element to making sure that you can do a ketogenic lifestyle in a way that you're going to absolutely be successful is making it sustainable for yourself. What does that mean? It means that I need to have a good amount of recipes, a good amount of things that I like to eat so that I can eat comfortably, happily my meals. So in the regular standard American diet, what were the things you were eating? I really, again, this is about doing that research. At the beginning of this process, I ask people, get a paper and pencil, write down all the different meals that you have in a, month, in a given month. Why? Because I want them to see something very, very important, something that most people don't think about. Standard American diet, standard Canadian diet, doesn't matter. Vegetarian, vegan, doesn't matter. When you write down all the given meals that you're making in the course of a month, what you're gonna notice is that if you really love cooking, and really love being experimental, maybe there's 10 meals that you're cycling through. If you're like most of us, you're probably cycling through more like five. Okay, now when you go out to eat, I will give you that, that you're probably more likely to go for something that's a little bit different. And, but even, I will say, even some of my clients, when I ask them, when you go out to eat, where do you go? They name me the same restaurant most of the time and they're ordering the same meal because they really love the way that restaurant makes it. So again, most people have somewhere between five and 10 things that they're eating over and over every month. So then my challenge to them is this. Can you sit down and think of 10 meals that you could make that you'd be happy to eat on a ketogenic lifestyle? So right away, it's how many different types of meat do you eat? So we have chicken, we have pork, we have beef, we have fish, multiple different kinds of fish. We have lamb, we have goat, we have, I mean, again, we have bison, and if you're more adventurous in your meats. So, and then all the different cuts of pork, all the different cuts of steak, all the, right? All the different cuts of whatever you're happening to eat. So when you look at all of those different meats and you say, okay, so those are the meats. We probably just named at least six or seven that you actually eat. Then when you take those six or seven, how can I prepare them? 
I can fry, I can bake, I can boil, I can slow cook, I can, right? So all of a sudden, we've got this number of meats, then we can vary the way that we cook it and the way that we spice it to make several different meals out of one type of meat, and we can do that for every one of these types of meat. And then we go into the different vegetables that you currently like and the different vegetables that you will experiment with because you're changing your way of eating always looking for the lowest glycemic values that we can. What's my point with all of this? If I want to invest in a ketogenic lifestyle, it also means me investing in what I will eat, so how will I cook the things that I'm going to cook? Because the truth is, if I was one of those people that liked to have those 10 or 10 different things and I would cycle through them, and I was really enthusiastic about cooking, then having at least 10 things that I can cook now in a ketogenic lifestyle is gonna make me happy. But if I was like the typical person and I had like five things that I was cycling through and maybe going out to the restaurant and eating the same thing over and over, chances are very good that I can have five different meals that I cycle through and go find a restaurant that makes something that's within my ketogenic lifestyle that I also like. And now I've recreated the story that I used to live. Why is this important? When you're living a new situation that's healthier for yourself, you want to feel like you're winning. The truth is if I used to do five, but now I can find a sixth one, so I have six meals I'm cycling through instead of five, I'm already ahead. Having a way of eating where I'm liking what I'm eating will encourage me to keep eating it. They are talking about sustainability at this point. Doing the things that means that you're gonna like what you're eating and that you're not gonna be lusting over someone else's meal, lusting over someone else's lifestyle. Remember, you're not in their body, you're in your body. You know how your body feels, right? We all have lived the story where we're walking around as if we're okay, but inside we feel horrible. This is your opportunity to walk around looking like you're okay because you actually feel okay. Don't downplay how important that really is. Obviously the final step of all of what I'm talking about is applying it on a regular basis. When you do a ketogenic lifestyle, you get the benefits of a ketogenic lifestyle. And I want you to be open with yourself. So open to ideas, open to information. You know, one thing that I will say that has really helped me to fully embrace the ketogenic lifestyle and not only just embrace it, but to continue to level up in what I'm doing for myself is recognizing that what I know right now is helping me to feel better. And everything that I learn aids me to feel even better. So. When you're open to gathering more information, when you're open to seeing how can I apply some of these new things to my life, what happens? Well, I started off with a ketogenic lifestyle. Slowly, slowly, I've moved towards carnivore, but I, do, I still eat vegetables and I still eat salad, but every once in a while, I'll have a carnivore day. Every once in a while, I'll have a carnivore week even, because that's where my mind is at. That's where my, my desire to eat is at. And then I'll go back to eating vegetables and I'll go back to eating salad. So again, having flexibility means that I can have different recipes that allow me to accomplish different things. If I'm trying to be more carnivore style, then there's different recipes that I create for myself than when I'm trying to be more keto style, right? And this is important for us to recognize because it's going to be boring if I'm doing a carnivore meal and all I have on my plate is a steak right? So finding the ways to make a meal that looks delicious, but yet is mostly 
protein, again, carnivore style. I'm not a, I'm not a carnivore, so I don't mind if there's cheese in what I'm eating. I don't mind if there's a little bit of um, spices or a little bit of um, peppers or whatever. If, if the amount that is coming to is like one gram for the whole meal, for me, that's more of a carnivore style meal than a ketogenic meal, right? Because when I do my ketogenic meals, I'm like more like 15, 17 carbs, grams of carbs. Why is this important? When you allow yourself to be flexible, then you also give yourself more options. And when you allow yourself to learn, you start to understand how different things help you to feel better. Like for example, fasting was another thing that I added. Um, and by allowing myself to fast once a week, how did my body improve? And that was the most amazing thing for me because my, when I started fasting, I was very, very close to my goal weight. It wasn't about losing weight. It was about feeling better. And interestingly enough, I continue to fast even though I'm no longer losing weight. So I'm able to fast and yet maintain my stable weight because around on the days that I'm fasting, I'm fasting. And on the days that I'm eating, I'm eating. And even if I miss a week of fasting, I don't gain weight because I eat to satiation, not to fullness. What you're going to start to realize is that your body knows how much energy that it needs. And if you allow yourself to follow your satiation, the chance that you overeat, so have extra carbs or extra fats that need to be put away, is much less. I want to talk about the possibility that you might want to fit grass-fed organic foods into your way of eating. Again, this is about ideas. This is about logistics. This is about being realistic. What can help me to do better and what can I afford to do that will help me to do better? You know, at the end of the day, go back to basics. It's 20 grams of carbs or less that gets me into a ketogenic state. It's good quality oils that helps me to build the best possible body and good quality protein that helps me to build the best possible body. We can, more like 99.9% .9 of us, we can afford good quality oils. Most of us can afford relatively good quality meat. So that's the meat from the grocery store. It's the good, is a good enough quality to get you through what you're trying to accomplish. But if you can level up and afford grass-fed, if you can level up and have those pastured chickens that are going to give you eggs, or even better if you can have hens in your backyard and, and really benefit from those eggs. If you can do things that level up, that just means that your health is leveling up. You're building an even better quality body. You are not going to know this if you're not allowing yourself to do the research. Research is so important. Understanding what you're doing is so important. If you want to live a ketogenic lifestyle and solve your metabolic issues, living a ketogenic lifestyle and doing it successfully means understanding why it works. Right? First and foremost, those 20 grams or less, why it works, keeps us in a ketogenic state. And then everything after that is about you understanding what you were doing versus what you're doing now that's helping your body to feel amazing. I want to thank you for watching the video all the way to the end. If you'd like to contribute to the production of future videos like this, you can go to Patreon slash Violet Rivera. I want to thank all the wellness warriors for coming by as usual. I love that you guys are here. And for everyone else, if you're not already a wellness warrior, please subscribe, click the bell so you know when all my videos are coming out because I make new videos every week. I love making these videos for you guys. I can't wait to talk to you again next week.